Welcome back to the latest edition of 3D Talk, the first of 2021. Uh, just for myself, I'd like to wish all the people watching or listening and all the followers of the page just a happy new year. I suppose it hasn't been the perfect year to start so far. We're only eight days in, but uh, there seems to be some bit of positives. And, and Matt, you will provide your own happy new year and some positive updates for us to start off the year. Yeah, Jack, I'd like to join with you there and wishing everybody that, that, that tunes into this, this medium and this page a very, very happy new year. I know it might be a bit ironic um, in, in saying happy new year, given the circumstances and the backdrop coming into the new year. But look, um, there, there, there are so many positives out there. And, and we just have got to stress the message again, like that, that bringing an end um, to this to this scourge that is the, is the pandemic is essentially all within our own hands. Like, if, if we stick to the regulations, if we, are do, if we do what we're told, um, carry out what we're asked to do um, together, we can suppress it. And unlike the previous lockdown, when there was very little light at the end of the tunnel, or only a, a second surge looming, now the surge is that we have a vaccine. And like the, the good news this, this very Friday morning, coming, coming from 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 um, Pfizer um, in, in that the, the, the studies they have carried out in in the new variant of, of of this coronavirus that their vaccine is is absolutely protects against it so that that, that is very very good news coupled with the good news that that is coming from Brussels from Ursula van der Leyen where um, uh, the EU have entered into a contract to purchase a further 300 million doses of the um, of the Pfizer vaccine, bringing in total the Pfizer uh, input on, uh, to, to 600 million. So, like, um, and if, if we get our, our, our one or slightly over 1% share of that, that ensures that we can, we, we get 6 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine and, and um, that, that, that will inoculate 3 million people, which is it's just well over half the population, and that is not to count um, the, the the further vaccines that will be coming on, like the the, the eight hundred thousand <coughs> doses that we have been committed from from Moderna, which which will be rolled out before the end of this month. So look, there, there are a lot of positives there, but to make it happen, it's all within our own hands, and and. Um, like if we stick with the regulations and and stick with stick with the guidelines, do what we're asked. I I, I think we can make this happen sooner than later. Now, what is the, the one thing that it certainly has created is further uncertainty, and certainly further uncertainty in terms of of what's going to happen with Gaelic games. Like uh, the, um, inter-county teams were originally scheduled to be allowed come back. Um, for collective training in mid-January. That has now been deferred um, until the end of January. Um, the coming back in the middle of, of January was to lead to the, re the commencement of the national leagues um, towards the end of February. So it looks as if that will be put back again. So look, the whole situation is very, very fluid at the moment. But if, if we really want this thing to happen sooner than later, as I say, I stress it again, it's all within our own hands. Yeah, and I'll stress that as well, that it is within our own hands. And just for people to, if they can at all possible, stay at home and 
just for, just for a few weeks or a few months, I suppose. We did it last year. We can do it again. There, there's some positives, as I say, with the vaccine. There's a lot of uncertainty, as you said, but please, God, last year, the year started out brilliantly with Munster or Limerick winning Munster honours in January and then by March we had no game. So hopefully this year we will probably have a poor start and then we can we can fire into the J in hopefully yeah, around March time. We've no pre-season tournaments this year. They have been they have been abandoned anyway for this year. And you, you just wonder have they been abandoned or have they been suspended indefinitely because um with, if the new split season is, is, is to come in, and it'll it'll be interesting to see what the configuration of fixtures will be. But um, um, uh, the McGrath Cup, unfortunately, from a Limerick point of view, who def- would be defending it, and the Munster Senior League, which they would also have been defending it, they are certainly on hold for the moment. And like there is a school of thought out there, like that these competitions, um, in 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 the context of of the county versus club conundrum that that these should have been abandoned anyway so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what future these competitions have if any yeah and i'd say it's probably edging towards the latter that there probably won't be a future from i i think there is there is scope to play on but probably too congested now with the likes fitzgibbon and sigerson but i suppose this is a debate for another time Matt, when we have normality which i probably they probably won't be till the 2022 season if not 2023 that we can actually Look at these with a clear mind and, a, and an open calendar. But for today, uh, we're going to look back on the 2020 All-Stars for the hurling. It's crazy to think it's not even a month since Limerick won the All-Ireland on the 13th of December. Uh, brought in an incredible season for Limerick. And just to pay tribute to those players that um, they probably won't get the All-Star banquet they deserve. We were talking about beforehand that um, you would imagine there won't be an All-Star banquet unless it's after the season, which doesn't really seem that likely. But there were so many Limerick players that put their hands up, and we're going to pay credit to, to everyone throughout here to put their hand up. Uh, we'll go through it 1 to 15. We'll probably talk about people that are looking to miss out. I don't know your team. You don't know my team. Um, we'll settle on a 15 yeah. by the end of it. But um, I suppose we'll start in goals. And I'd, I'd be... go for, Jack, if I had my way, I'd go for 15 Limerick. <laughs> well, look, to be fair, I, I, I imagine all that's, not what, that, that's not what's going to happen. What we have to do is crystal ball and second guess what might happen. Yeah, and look, to be honest, with the, the Limerick setup, you could probably look for 17 names, probably, with the players that played this year. But, Absolutely. Uh, how do you choose between Peter Casey and Seamus Flanagan that have kind of played equal time and gave equal effort? But look, we'll, we'll start with number one, and I don't know who you picked, but I'd be mad, I'd be, be crazy if you didn't pick who I'm picking, so I'll leave it off to you there for the goalkeeper. Yeah, well, well, um, my thoughts on that are known, and... and um, you, you, you know, all metrics supported like this. Um, there's going to be an overdue first style staff for Nicky Quaid. Um, I, there, there's no doubt at all about it. Like, um, uh, tell me a goalkeeper. That has kept, this, this, this is a simplistic look at it. Tell me a goalkeeper that has kept a clean sheet in the Munster final, an All-Ireland semi-final and an All-Ireland final. <clears throat> Go back through the records. There are very, very few... But that's only a small part of Nicky Quaid. It, it, it's his overall game, his overall influence at the back, and above all, um, which is now legendary, his, 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 his puck-out ability and, and, and what it does for Limerick. Um, I, I, I think there's going to be very little debate anywhere about who, who, the, um, who the all-star goalkeeper is this year. And, and for me, it's, 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 it's just a shoeing for Nicky Quaid, in my view. 
Yeah, and I'd agree with that. And look, um, I suppose Stephen O'Keefe is the obvious other choice for helping Watford for, to the final. And, and Stephen O'Keefe had, had a great year by any standard, but Nicky Quaid was flawless. Was he really? Was there any mistakes made? His puckouts were immaculate throughout the year. And as you said, three consecutive clean sheets. You can't really go with anyone else, can you? Yeah, but th- the three biggest games of the year, he kept yeah. clean sheets. And when he was called upon, he, 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 he produced the goods. But it's the sheer consistency of his puckout and what it brings to the team. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Like the nearest contender is Stephen O'Keefe, who, who has since um, departed the inter-county scene, who, who is taking a break for, for 2021 and will not be part of the Waterford setup. But that, that, that should not prejudice what would happen, what happened for his performances in 2020 when, when he was outstanding <coughs> with them. It's very, very hard to make a case for Stephen O'Keefe as against that of, of, of Nicky Quaid. I'm, I'm going for Nicky Quaid without a doubt. Yeah, and, and I'm the same with you. Nicky Quaid, uh, pencil in number one. I suppose we could write it in ink. He's, he's not going to be not selected. Um, I suppose that two, the choice is as, uh, is as obvious. It's another Limerick man uh, going for a third All-Star and he's just at the top of his game. Sean Finn, I'd imagine you went with there. I did, of course, yeah. With, with Sean Finn, no, no doubt all about it. And... When I knew I was coming on on this, I I, I, I was just reflecting on it and, and, and reflecting on the year. Like Sean Finn had an outstanding year in 2018 and again in 2019 and was duly rewarded with an all-star. I, I, I think he exceeded those performances, if anything, in, in, in 2020. He was absolutely outstanding. And and we've said this here before that when, when, when John Kiley at the start of, of, the, 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 of the 2020 championship was confronted with, with replacing two thirds of his full back line, um, the only ever present, the, 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 the only survivor um, was Sean Finn, which heaped in, in, in the circumstances far greater pressure on, on Sean Finn. And by God, how, how he responded to it. I, I, I think. Like Nicky Quaid, I, I, I think that is absolutely no contest for, for, for right cornerback. It, it has to be Sean Finn. And like I, I, I was very happy in the aftermath of the All-Ireland final um, when they were selecting um, the, the Sunday game team, when, when, when Jackie Terrell went as far as saying that not only was Sean Finn the best cornerback in the country, but the best defender in the country. And I would agree with that. Yeah, and, and Terry leaving further on to his third year categories, and, and we'll get into that in a while, but Sean Finn and Nicky Quaid are two that'll certainly be in the mix. And just for a defender and goalkeeper to be in, in that talks to show us where they're at in their game. And I suppose Finn, obviously, I think it's only his fourth year with the inter account in the senior setup. Like comparing him to other Limerick cornerbacks we've seen down the years, he has to be up there already, even though his career is so young. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's incredible like, to, to, to think about it, that, that, that here is Sean Finn. He's scarcely 24 years of age, and he has two Monster Minor medals. He has two Monster Under-21 medals. He has two Monster Senior medals. He has two All-Ireland Under-21 medals. He has two All-Ireland Senior medals. He has two All-Stars. Like, it, this is a phenomenal collection. And it, that didn't happen by accident. He was one of the cornerstones of all those victories. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, he was. He was, and I was actually just 
country. I was doing a piece there myself and just all the achievements, all Limerick players and all you've said there, he, he has a Fitzgibbon Cup medal with UL as well on top of that and he has the Premier Intermediate Championship with Brough. I think you lined out in the forwards back in 14 when he was only 19 year old. Like he, he can That's do- right, he, play, he, he, was play, he was playing Connor forward and playing Connor forward in the Munster final when they were surprisingly beaten by Kappa Quinn. You know, and he, 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 he certainly was unlucky and, and, and on a particular day in which they held Kappa Quinn scoreless in the second half. Yeah, he's, he, again, he can do it. He can do it all. And and one more thing about Finn is, look, it, it's all well and good uh, keeping your man scoreless, but he always picks up the opposition's leading man, especially this year when he had Barry Nash, another corner who isn't actually a cornerback, and and to do that so consistently and keep the other team's starman scoreless so often is just an incredible feat. Yeah, that, that, that's the point I'm making. When John Kiley was confronted with that, with the absence of Richie English. <clears throat> and then the, the belated absence of, 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 of Mikey Casey, suddenly a lot fell on the shoulders of Sean Finn and how he responded to it. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, and a, and a third All-Star is incoming. Another one that there is no doubt, really. Um, at fullback, I suppose, um, there's probably two main names in contention for the fullback spot um, that you probably would have heard. It's either Dan Morrissey, who settled so well there, or uh, Dahi Burke. We'll be going for a fifth all-star fullback. Did you pick one of those lads or did you go uh, for someone else? No, um, I, I didn't actually. I, I narrowed it I narrowed it down to three. Um the two the two you said would, would, would be the forerunners. And and um I would w- w- would give a shout out for Hugh Lawler of Kilkenny, who I thought um, had 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 a, had a very, very good year. He's a young player and um, Brian Cody's on record as, as having rating him very highly, and um, uh, he, he certainly had, ha, has reason for that. But um, what I actually did when I was thinking, reflecting on, 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 on the full back line, um, rather than pick one or the other of Dan Morrissey and Dahi Buck, I picked the two. And um, I, I, I opted for Dan Morrissey at full back um, for his second dollar and I opted for Dahi Burke in the left corner for his fifth All-Star. Yeah, and, and just, on, just on that now, we'll say Dan Morrissey is a known as a fullback and Dahi Burke is an out-and-out fullback. How come you, you picked your handman at fullback? Why, why the, yeah, but I, you know, full credit to him, I suppose, if you were picking one or the other, you know, for sheer consistency over five games, you, you would be picking Dan Morrissey. And, yeah. um, I, 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 I think another factor that feeds into it is his, his adaptability. And, and you said it there when you said about um, Dahi Burk being an out-and-out full-back. Um, uh, Dan Morrissey is, 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 is um, you know, slotted into the full-back line in, in, in the absence of, of, of Mikey Casey. Um, it, it could be a bit stretching it a bit to say that he's a converted full-back because he, he played a few games there in, in, in the past, but it certainly wasn't his regular position. And to come from a wing-back position and go in full-back and turn on the consistency of performances, the sheer consistency of the performances of Dan Morrissey during 2020 was absolutely incredible. Even John Kiley, Paul Kinnock and, and, and the Limerick management team, the way he, he dovetailed in there, um, have been beyond their wildest dreams, like, but, but you, you know, it comes down to it. Ten Morrissey is a very, very good hurler, and you find with very, very good hurlers, 
that they, that, 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 that they are adaptable and that they have the versatility. And he certainly, <coughs> he dovetailed beautifully. He slotted in seamlessly in, in, into fullback right from the get-go. Yeah, right, exactly, right from the get-go. And he, the word I kind of use for Dan Marcy back there is colossal. He's just a huge man. There's no getting past him. He's brilliant in the air. And, and I'd also pick him at fullback ahead of Dahi Burke, who's out, as I said, now at fullback. Um, just a few words on Burke there going for a fifth All-Star. It's a brilliant achievement for him. And I suppose he missed, he missed the first game, which is a further incentive or a further thing that you could go against him. But you'd have to slot him in there, in the team somewhere, Dahi Burke. <laughs> Look, you, 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 could not, you could not pick an all-star full back line in my view without picking Dahi Bork. I think he, I think he was absolutely outstanding. And of course, we, we, we seem to forget like that, that um, Dahi Bork is an outstanding dual player yeah, and probably yeah. would be a dual player with Galway um, if, if um, like he, you know, he's, he's one of the bedrocks of Cardiffin, that great Cardiffin side. So, um, like full credit to 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 to, to Dahi Bork, the way. He was able to, you know, <coughs> come in, as you said, miss the first game, but was absolutely outstanding, was absolutely totally consistent. Yeah, he was brilliant. And I suppose that that's our full-back line, Finn, Morrissey, um, Dahi Burke, and there's no disagreements there. But I, there, is, there is players that, that have missed out, and you mentioned Conor Prunty. Another one I want to just put to you is Barry Nash, who's another player that's converted. And I know Morris, Dan Morrissey came from half-back to full-back, and Barry Nash's journey is half-back to cornerback. But he's re- he started his career as a forward, and his transformation back there was incredible this year. Yeah, we we we, we have discussed that at length this year about the the, the absolute um, um, transformation in Barry Nash, and and you know the, the the seamless transition from from a very very exciting forward to being an absolutely outstanding defender. First of all, um, it, it was a, it was um, it, it was a progressive thing, <coughs> progressive backwards. If if, if if I could use the word, yes. and I mean that from 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 the forward line back to the half back line back to the full back line, and I, I had no doubt when John Kennedy was and his management team were confronted with that dilemma of having to replace the two two um, Vitesse um, uh, and Richie English that certainly and with Aaron Costello out injured at the time that um, Barry, Barry Nash was the obvious choice for it and Barry Nash. Um, you know the way he adapted in, in, into that position was pr- probably struggled for the first ten or fifteen minutes against Clare, but after that didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, and uh, a guy is entitled to that when he when he's in unaccustomed environments. Um, absolutely, it was a flawless display throughout by by by, by Barry Nash. But he, he gives you a sense and and. Um, uh, we don't want to be happy about the, the quality and the depth of the squad that 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 Limerick have. That that we we, we we can talk in terms that we've been spoken about the three lads. I'd like to think that Mike, Mikey English, oh, sorry, Mikey Casey and 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 and, and Richie English are, are, are waiting in the wings. Then, yeah. then you have young young, young Jerome Byland, like you know, like it's 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 you know. Yeah, it's 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 a good headache for John Clyde to have definitely with that with that defensive oh, yeah. line and and I suppose we move into into the the wing backs. Um, at number five for me personally, two there was two people real main contenders. At the end, there was there was one I had to choose for. Who did you pick at five? I picked I I I picked Dermot Burns. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. He was excellent all year. 
and I think he was excellent all year. Played five games, was the epitome of consistency throughout the year. I, I gave thought, and I'd have to say it was fleeting thought, to, to Callum Lyons. He had he had a couple he had a couple of good games, but um, uh, for sheer consistency and for contribution to the team. Um, Dermot Burns was absolutely, you know, it was an incredible year for Dermot Burns. It was, and, and, and Dermot Burns now will be the first player on the team so far that will be getting his first All-Star, and I, I'd imagine he will be. He was just the scoring threat he brings from the half-back line. It, did he score, was it 13 or 14 points he scored throughout the year, like different levels? It's a different, uh, absolutely different level, and there was one particular incident that stands out during the year, I think it was in the Munster final, when, when, when the game was on the knife edge, yeah. he stepped up to a long distance free out on the left, left and popped it straight over the bar. You know, that, that's the sign of a man on the top of his game, on the top of his form, full of confidence. And like, basically, um, <coughs> all Dermot Burns did this year, I suppose, is fulfill, um, further fulfill the real promise that, 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 that he showed back in 2015 when he was an outstanding um, under-21 under, under player. But his sheer consistency. And like, you, you, you must remember that in 2018, that, that he, Dermot Burns was one of the people that was very, very, very unlucky not to have gotten an All-Star. And I think yeah. his day has come now. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I remember in, in 18, Declan Hannon was a shoe-in centre-back and... Parik Mannion was a hurled year contender, so it was between himself and Dan Morrissey for the wing position. And you, you didn't you wouldn't begrudge either players that got it. Dan Morrissey got it that day. He looks like he got a second one, but Jeremy Burns will finally be rewarded with his first all star. And it's it's well it's well overdue again for the Pashwell man, who's been a, a pillar of consistency for Limerick over the last three or four years um since that under twenty one victory. Um at centre back again, I'd imagine we'll have a consensus. Um and I didn't pick for a Limerick man this year. I thought Declan Hannon was very good throughout the year. I don't don't think he put many many foots wrong, if any at all. Um scored an excellent point in the final. But I just think Tyg de Burka was immense for Watford. And I don't think his injury had a huge bearing on that Iron final, but I think it would have been a closer game if he had stayed on the field for longer. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I I, I went with Tyg de Burka. Um, but but I but I have to say like that it, it, it was a very very tight call with with, with Declan Hannon. I I thought Declan Hannon um, was 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 so consistent throughout the year and like the leadership that that Declan Hannon brings on on the field and I I I I, I think it what graphically shows the leadership and the importance of Declan Hannon to the team <coughs> is in the game we lost against Kilkenny by a point. I have no doubt had Declan Hannon been on the field, like he 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 certainly would have, as captain, would have conjured up something that we would have got back on terms and, and probably gone ahead and won the won, won the game. I, I I thought he was Declan Hannon makes hurling look a beautiful game. I'm saying that all the time. Um, uh, he, he 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 makes he makes um some of the, the the most skillful acts of 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 of, of the game look routine um he, he he's so good at them and and um it's a very very tight call but um the Borka was absolutely outstanding and when we were talking um in 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 this medium in the past we, we singled out when we were trying to single out particularly in the run up to the all Ireland final when we were trying to single out as to why what but we're in the final now, not having won two games 
and not having won a game in the past two years. Like one of the reasons was was the return of Tyg de Borca and the return of Farham of Tyg de Borca and and Jamie Barron and and and, and Austin Gleeson. And I know we'll be talking about those later, but um, certainly I, I I'm going for Tyg de Borca. Um, if you want to look beyond it, you'll probably give a look at Killian Buckley of Kilkenny again. Um, perhaps um, you you would you would give a look at Garod McInerney of Galway. Um, probably Matthew Hanlon of Wexford. Um, but they, 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 they would be down the pecking order. Um, like the two standout performers were, were De Bork and Hannon, and um, I, 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 I just, in my view, De Bork just shades it. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it, I'd, I did think about Declan Hannon. I, I think Declan Hannon is so crucial to Elimary play, but I just thought Tyg De Bork reached a level against Cork in the month's quarter final and never really let up for the rest of the year. I think the only player that kind of laid a glove on him, which is weird for a centre back that you'd imagine David Owen defending. But he was under forefront so much. But I think Keane Lynch going in there in the Munster final towards the end of the game really kind of quietened the Burka. And again, they kind of started that way in the Ireland final. But I'd have I'd have to give it to the Burka, not not only for his performance, but he's come back from two serious injuries and looks like he'll have to come back from a third one. But uh, I think he deserves the nod there at yeah. six. Yeah, and, um, and, and at the same time, wish him the very best to look uh, that you know that he will recover from this 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 um, from the, the, his latest injury because. <laughs> he's a loss to Waterford huge loss to Waterford but a huge loss to the game of hurling yeah. the game of hurling needs its best performers and we all need to see our best performers and Tyg the Borka is one of those and we really want to see like Tyg the Borka on the field doing what they do best playing hurling at a very high level yeah and I suppose just on him and Hannon just the last thing I'll say is they're two completely different centre-backs uh, the Borka is probably more mobile probably gets up the field more probably def- Goes back a bit more, but Declan Hannon then is your prototype quarterback, centre back, and just fascinating battle between the two of them. And I'm, and hopefully the Burke will return from injury. And we can see it again in 2021. But moving on from centre back, uh, the last wing back position, and again I think it'll be fairly unanimous who gets that wing back berth. Um, I I think it, it, there's there's no question who will be the um, left half back. It has to be Kyle Hayes. Has to be. You know. Um, um, uh, looking around the, the, the other counties, um, is, is that a serious contender? Um, Parik Mahal certainly hasn't had his best of years. Um, you know, um, Brendan Nahar, um, you know, um, hasn't either. And I, I, I'd say um, in, in defence of Brendan Nahar, like um, he had such a long spell. Uh, between the All Ireland, winning the All Ireland last year, and and being so instrumental in helping Boris Lee get to the All Ireland club final, like it, it it obviously took its toll on him. But he certainly wasn't as effective this year as he has been in previous years. And equally so, Paul um, Maher. Um, and um, it, it's looking around the other counties, like you could make a case for Mark Coleman. Uh, yeah. Of Cork, um, Mark Coleman certainly recaptured to a degree um, the the the, um, the forum that he showed two or three years ago when he first came 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 on the Cork side. I I, I, I thought Mark Coleman had a very very effective um, year for Cork in so far as that they had a year. Um, you know, um, I I think he would probably be the nearest contender to to, to Kyle Hayes, but I, I wouldn't have any doubt about it. For me, it's Kyle Hayes. 
yeah, Mark Coleman was the only player I kind of give any bit of consideration to outside of Kyle, but I mean, that All-Ireland final performance alone is otherworldly considering he started the year at centre-back. He was moved back to wing-back then for Tipperary inside in a storm. Was excellent there and again hasn't really let up, just improved and improved. And it, it goes back to that, what does John Kiley do in 2021 with, I suppose, six, or sorry, eight or nine doesn't fit into six, but I can't imagine you move Kyle Hayes from wing back after this year's performances. No, no, to be to be very, very, very hard to see it. But like, um, it would be as hard to see that now as to second guess John Kylie and his management team as to what what they might do. But as as I've said here in this medium for the past, um, whatever they do, will be right. Yeah, and just just on a, we picked two two Limerick lads uh, in the wings there to either side side the Burka. Just what's the, the main differences between Burns and Kyle and what makes them both so good at what they do, essentially? You see, it's the type of game that, 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 that they play and you, you can see about that. that um, both of them are keen to get, to get forward, like Kyle Hayes and was spent a lot of his career play, play, playing up front. And like they're, they're an additional part of the armory. But... Plus, they're huge, huge men, and and anything that's going to drop around that area, Burns, they're both they're both quite competent in the air, and um, you know it's very very hard um, for the opposition if they have a um, for a half hour line playing against them to get the type of possession that they would hope to with with those two boys around. Um, it's not it's not it's it's not an option for the opposing goalkeeper to be poking the ball into their area. Yeah, it definitely isn't it, I suppose. Then, outside of uh, Hayes and Burns, you have Morrissey at fullback, probably touching 6-5. Declan Hannon is, is no small man himself, probably about 6-3, 6-4. Barry Nash is 6-3, 6-4 as well. Sean Finn is probably the smallest of the lot, but you definitely don't want to be battling against him. So, And you've Mike Casey, Rich English to come in, Jerome Boyle, and as you said, you've Colin Coughlin down the line. That's just huge men in limited defence. Um, just on this all-star team, so far, we've had Nicky Quaid in goals, unanimous, Sean Finn, Dahi, or Dan Morrissey, fullback, Dahi Burke, uh, Dermot Burns, Tyke Burke, Kyle Hayes. The first seven kind of went very smooth, Matt. I, I hope we don't run into it. We are, and I suppose we move into midfield, and I suppose there are only two, two, um, two uh, berths up for grabs. There, for me, it came down to three men. It came down to Keen Lynch, even though he played a lot in, at centre forward. Keen Lynch, William Donahue and Jamie Barron. Um, were you on that kind of same line of thinking? No, I wasn't. Well, I, 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 was, I was on those three, but I had four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had uh, Keen Lynch, I had Willem O'Donoghue, I had Jamie Barron, and I had Tony Kelly. Okay, I've Kelly further up the field. Just he, I know he was named midfield, but I kind of played him further yeah. up the field. He's about... <laughs> and um, I, 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 I put an awful lot of thought into it. And and um, um, the first one that I eliminated was Jamie Barron because I I I, um, I I didn't think he had a, he had, he had a fantastic game against Connor. <coughs> he had a fantastic game against Clare and against Kilkenny, but I won both days against Limerick. And I suppose that's one of the reasons why we're naming the two Limerick players um, with him. Is, is that he was certainly not as effective on those two days and they were the two days that Silverware was on the stand to be picked up after the game, which is the Munster final and the All-Ireland final. Yeah, and after that, it was very, very tight. But I, like, 
I, 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 I think it's very, very, diff very, very difficult to overlook um, the claims of, of Willem Odenhoe. Um, and we spoke about Dermot Burns and we spoke about the consistency and the sheer consistency of Willem Odenhoe throughout the year was, was absolutely fantastic. But in the end, I came down on the side of Tien Lynch and Tony Kelly as my midfield partnership. Okay, well, I went, I originally went for, for Jamie Barron and Keane Lynch. Um, I just think I'll come to Jamie Barron in a minute because you kind of nearly changed my mind there with your, with your spiel there. I think Keane Lynch does just, even when he's not in the game, he is because he can, he can come alive at any stage and he can do it all. He can play midfield, he can best in the forward, he's hurt of the year. And I think, as I mentioned about the Barca, the impact he had on the Barca was immense in the, the Munster final for whatever time he had in him. And then at the start, of the All-Ireland final, he played midfield a couple of games and he just has the capability of doing anything and he can, he, he nearly, he nearly finished off the most brilliant of goals in Crow Park that we've ever seen only for a double, Stephen O'Keefe save for himself and Hayes. But I just think Keane Lynch is kind of the fulcrum of the team, whereas Dagnan is the quarterback, Keane Lynch makes everything tick in the forward line, even if he isn't visibly on show, he makes brilliant runs off the ball. So I thought Keane Lynch was a certainty. Um, I went for Jamie Barron originally. I just think, in the three games outside of the Limerick games, he was immense for Waterford. And as like Keane Lynch, a lot of the, the good things for Waterford come through Barron. Um, and I, I thought it was really tough to leave out Windonu. I thought he was gave one of the best performances of the year against Tipperary. And I kind of let Jamie Barron off the hook a small bit for his water for his Limerick performances. But I suppose you've probably turned me there. And if I had to choose now, I'd probably pick Lynch and I don't know who, and I'd probably put Kelly further up the field. Because um, he probably did play up there a bit more, but look, we'll leave that. We'll see what the forward line is up for at the moment. But my my midfield is Keane Lynch. But I don't know who yours is. Keane Lynch, Tony Kelly, with a nod then, I suppose to to I don't know and Barron as well. But we'll go into the forwards and we can come back to the midfield then and say. Big nod to Willem Odenho. <laughs> um, well, you didn't pick you didn't pick Odenho yet, so we'll just see if we can fit Kelly further up the field and bring in the Napierschig man. Um, that, I. I Look, it, it, moving into the half-forward line, I, I think it's fair to say that the two flanks are spoken for. The half-forward line, yeah, there's there's no room for movement now. I think that's for the whole year. Yeah, and I suppose look, it, it's going to be it's going to be Rod Hegarty, it's going to be Tom Morrissey, and we can talk about them further down when we talk about her of the year, um, because they had their own little battle for that. Uh, uh, so I, I'm I'm going for Rod Hegarty at ten, and I'm going for Tom Morrissey at twelve. Yeah, no dispute. No debate. There's no debate there. There won't be a debate for, for the Hurler of the Year or for the whoever, the PWC All-Star Awards. Um, at 11, I went for TJ Reid. I just think without him, Kilkenny wouldn't have won the Leinster final, even though it's Richie Hogan's genius probably brought him back into the game. But I think TJ Reid just does everything for Kilkenny. And I think they would be an above-average side without uh, Reid. I think he just does everything for them. So I had to put him in there. I'm in total agreement. Yeah, he's just, he's one of the greats. That's all, that's all you can say about TJ um, Reid. I'm in total agreement. Um, what a half hour line, the road, Higgerty, TJ Reid and Tom Arasay. I think it picks itself. Yeah, and I imagine you had, well, I suppose, Kevin Key Lynch instead of TJ Reid that Limerick have is kind of a luxury for Limerick to have. But yeah, them three picked themselves uh, into the full forward line. Um, I suppose I'll, you name your full forward there line. I'll name mine, and we can go back and forth. Now, bear in mind, I, I, I went, I, I went for Conor Whelan of Galway, um, Adam Gillan of of Limerick, and Stephen Bennett of Waterford. 
Okay, we're in agreement on two there. So um, we're just on Aaron Galen. I had it named at the edge of the square. And, and I'd heard a lot of people saying that he had quite games against Galway and Watford. And he still probably picked up the bones of 20 points and probably seven or eight from play. So that's the indication that if Aaron Galen is only scoring two or three from play, he's having quite game. <laughs> Well, it, 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 it's preposterous nonsense in it. Um, to, to be suggesting that um, Galan has a quiet game. When does he have a quiet game? Exactly. Like if he's getting for three points from play on day and he's, he's deemed to have, a, have a, a quiet game, I'll take it all day. Yeah. You know? And, um, like, you know, and I, I have this thing about Aaron Galan that I, I don't think that Aaron Galan is getting the level of protection that he should, maybe in all cases, you know, and. Um, uh, like you know, it it, it um, I, I I think Angela is you know is a have to, and um, I I would be placing him at full forward. Now I you could equally make a compelling argument for him at any one of the corner forwards because he's equally adaptable there. Like um, you know, you can put Angela in any position in 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 the full forward line if you wanted to accommodate a specialist. Um, like there's a shout out as well for Seamus Flanagan. Yeah. For while he for while he was on the field, uh, I, I I thought um, one of the, one of the keys to Limerick again this year, and we've said it a number of times, has been the return to top form of Seamus Flanagan, where he recaptured his his, his 2018 form, which was which is an absolutely huge boost for John Kiley and his men, and and um, um like after that. Could you make a case for Richie Hogan? Don't know. Graham Mulcahy? Now, Graham Mulcahy had some very, very good games in, 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 in the Munster Championship. Um, Jason Ford, possibly, make a case for him. Certainly, it, 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 it wasn't Seamus Cannon's best years, but one of his best years. Um, uh, this, this young lad bought from Dublin. You know, there, there, there's... Uh, like, there's, there's, you know, there, there are a few there, but I, I think my three outstanding, I would stick with them, would be Conor Freeland. Now, you could make a case for Austin Gleeson. He, he, he was named at full forward. And, uh, and um, I, I suppose at, at the end of the day, when the 15 are known, if Austin Gleeson isn't among them, he, he will certainly be counted as one of the unlucky ones. Yeah. But I, I, I would stick with Conor Freeland at 13. Uh, Aaron Galan at 14 and Stephen Bennett at 15. Yeah, I think Aaron Galan is definitely a certainty at, at 14. And I suppose you mentioned there the other three Limerick lads, uh, Casey, Flanagan and Mulcahy. I think that if you could take Peter Casey, who started the first three games, and Seamus Flanagan that started the last two, if you could take them five first performances into one player, that's an all-star. But look, obviously you can't do that. I think Absolutely. Bennett as well. Peter Casey's interventions have, have been spectacular during the year. Like, and, and like, uh, you know... The, you have a fallback situation always if things aren't going well. If you have Peter Casey in the bench, and what a, what a fallback it is to have, yeah. you know, to have, yeah. to have that level of talent, a player of, of Peter Casey's caliber. And, and a, what he brings apart from, from, from the, the scores is all action and, and, and um, the work rate he brings. And, and, you know, like he put him in kind of forward, he's your first defender. Yeah, and yeah, look, you can talk all day about the Limerick ones. We'll, we'll stick with the other ones. We've, we've Glenn penciled in. Uh, Stephen Bennett this year took up the mantle of the free-taking uh, in the absence of Park Mahoney. 
Uh, I think he was good the first three games. I thought he was excellent then against Kilkenny. I think the Kilkenny game made him a shoe in for an all-star. He was unbelievable at that. Absolutely. He was unbelievable that day. That, that, that certainly was, was his standout performance. And, he's, and, and even, uh, you know, not, not disregarding the, the great goal he got and all, like, but he, his overall performance that day was, well, that, that was one for the ages. And, and I, I, I think he put his name beside an all-star that evening. I agree with you totally. So we're in agreement with Galan and Bennett. I had T, or sorry, I had Tony Kelly as my fifteen, um, and I suppose I put him there. And I know, look, this is where you pick your fifteen players ever. I put him there because the way the game is going, you probably more than likely have two inside men. That'll be my Bennett and Galan, and then you let Tony Kelly run free, and he did that to devastating effect. Um, you've named Tony Kelly in midfield. Is there a compromise there that you could show in Tony Kelly ahead of Conor Whelan? I think Conor Whelan was excellent all year. And I think Brian Concannon and the other corner to Conor Whelan was excellent as well. But I think if Tony Kelly had managed to pull Clare through Watford in that quarterfinal, he was harder the year candidate from his first four games because they were different level altogether. No, the general man is not for changing. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said that the lady is not for changing the general man is not for changing I have put quite a bit of thought into it and um, I, I, I thought kind of we, I, I, I think it would be a, like, and we haven't mentioned Joe Canning at all yeah but I suppose no? Joe Canning falls that's into that, that half forward line that has no consideration other than the three we picked and that's you fair know, as well you know I, I honestly think Conor Whelan had a fantastic year had he a better year than Tony Kelly no. Could you not shoehorn Tony Kelly in corner then, where he kind of played a share of games? No. <laughs> but Keane Lynch then, we'll go back to midfield. So Keane Lynch is, you named a midfield, but he started three games at centre forward. Yeah, but he, he was playing around the middle third all the time, you know. Um, like, you know, he, Keane Lynch is an out and out midfielder anyway, isn't he? He just. Putting him in centre forward only showed his adaptability. Like, Lynch, Lynch to me is like Declan Hannon. You know, um, he, an awful lot of what he, he does um, is taken for granted. Yeah. Like he, he does something spectacular on this session. That's only Keen Lynch. Like, that's, that's par for the course with, with him, you know. Um, but he, his contributions have, have been immense. I, I, would, I, I would not be for changing Keen Lynch from centre field. Okay, well, I would, I'd put Keane Lynch centre field as well, but I have Dunahoo beside him now. Are you still sticking with Tony Kelly ahead of Dunahoo? Like, are you happy I'm, to leave? I'm, I'm sticking with Tony. A, a very, very reluctant one now. A very, very reluctant one. It, 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 it was reluctant to me for, for um, Tag de Borca over Declan Hannon. It's equally reluctant for me for, to, to put Tony Kelly. Um, In, in, in a head of Willem, I don't know who at midfield because, it, 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 you know, because I, I, I think there were compelling arguments for more specialist people in the full forward line than Tony Kelly. Like, if you think of Tony Kelly, you don't immediately think of him as being a full forward line man, do you? Not really, but I think it falls into the keen lynch that he's versatility. Like, I don't think he played midfield very often, uh, Tony Kelly, this year. I know he was named there, but I don't think he played there very often. I think Carl Malone kind of went back there and Tony Kelly got a free free roll is what I could see from the Clare games that I saw but I don't think you're for budging anywhere regardless of how well how good my argument goes no. um, I will probably have to disagree sorry we agreed in 14 
yeah, we'll agree on 14. And look, you made a competitive argument for William Dunlew that I actually put him into my one team. I didn't have him in there. I'm going to put, I think, Lynch and Donahue. I thought Barron was excellent, but when you put it that way, that he couldn't get round Donahue, then I suppose Donahue has to go in there ahead of him. I'm putting Tony Kelly in as an unorthodox 15, if you want, a kind of corner forward that is free to do what he wants. He'll have the half-forward line of Hegarty, Morrissey, Reid, uh, winning all the ball. He probably won't get any ball. Galan and Bennett will probably be starved with the three half-forwards. Yeah. They'll probably just score their own. But um, 14 out of 15 isn't bad, to agree on. No. If you, had to, if you had to pick one player, so, Matt, that you left out of your team that is most unlucky, who would you head towards? I know you mentioned Gleeson quite a share. Is he the man? Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose. And I suppose it's, it's probably two years in a row for Dunham. And, and having said that I've given my opinion of what the team is, I'm hoping that Willem O'Donoghue will get one. Yeah, and I think I think 2019, what was the midfield pairing? I can't think of that. Do you know what the midfield pairing was off the top of your head? Oh, Noel McGrath would have been selected. Um, I'm not sure. But Willem O'Donoghue was very unlucky last year for his 2019 yeah. panel not to get one. He'd be, he'd be highly unlucky again. I suppose just with two players in there, in the forwards, there's probably more room for manoeuvring and in the backs probably as well midfield. But Willem O'Donoghue, I suppose, is the man I put him in my team. So I won't have to think about that. I think for my team, I think Callum Lyons was excellent throughout the year. And I just think anyone other than Burns and Hayes that he's competing with, he gets in. But how do you compete with him? Yeah, well, uh, I, I would, Mark, Mark Coleman would be one that I would have, you know. Um, I, 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 I know a lot of people would argue that perhaps um, Patrick Horgan should be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, I I think if there's a Cork player on lucky, I, I I certainly think it's 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 Mark Coleman. I I I thought he had a very very good you know in the games he played, um, an excellent player and um, um like another player that would I would consider on lucky as well um, would be Cahal Mannion of Galway. I, I I thought he had I thought he had an excellent. Yeah, I thought he overall he had an excellent year, and um, he certainly was a loss in the All Ireland semi final to Galway. There's 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 no doubt at all about that. But you know, we could talk forever about those that were uh, unlucky. Maybe at a push, one could speak about Desi Hutchinson and Waterford, but maybe he wasn't consistent enough. Um, uh, Stephen Prunty, as you said, Callum Lyons, like there there are uh, Callum Prunty. Um, Lines. Like there are there are a number of hard luck or near misses cases there, but you know I, I'll tell you the array that we 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 narrowed it down to, and I I suppose we we, we will be pretty near what it will eventually be. Um, how near is another question, but um, uh, it's some array of talent when you see them written down together. Yeah, it's an, it's an incredible array of talent, as you said. Um, I suppose, even though it's an individual award and all, sorry, it kind of does come down to a lot of how far your team goes. Do you say the likes of Mark Coleman, um, Patrick Horgan, even the, the Clare contingent, there's no Tony, or Tony Kelly and all them. If your team doesn't go that far, you don't really have, you have no real hope for an all-star. And I suppose it goes against what the all-stars are. But I suppose the best players get the best team to the, best, to the final and the best team wins out. And that's why... Now, I have 10 Limerick players in my team now. Uh, you have nine. And it's just an indication of how strong Limerick are at the moment. Absolutely. 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 And, and, and uh, long may it continue. Long may it continue. Well, um, it's, 
it's something we'll never get tired of, Jack. Oh, definitely. I was thinking that myself. I, I watched. In the meantime, I've watched both finals, the 2018 final and 2020 final, and obviously 2018 with the fans, and you could see the emotion. And you could after the game, the the pundits talk about how good Limerick were to win after 45 years, and the narrative has, has completely shifted in the two years since I suppose Watford were darlings of the nation this year. But certainly from a Limerick point of view, if Limerick were like the Dublin footballers, you wouldn't mind it in the slightest. Well, they dis- Limerick dispelled two myths by winning the All-Ireland, um, uh, Jack. Um, first of all, they dispelled the myth that they, that they, that they were a one-team wonder. They've won two now in three years. And they also dispelled the, the narrative that was going around that, that, that the round-robin uh, Munster Championship format suited Limerick. Now they have won it in the in in the round robin, and they've won it in the knockout. So all those arguments are gone to bed for good. Yeah, they can they can do it all. <laughs> this Limerick team, um, and they can come up with it. They can come up with a, 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 another format if they like. And I think we have the team to rattle it. And I think not only have the team to rattle it. I think the um, Paul Knurk and John Coyle, There's no two better men. To, to face into a different structure as they have done in, t- in two of the last three years. Well, I suppose in three of the four years, John Kiley has been involved in 2017, you the old format, 2018 round robin, 19 round robin, and 2020, then you with the truncated championship. So they're throwing everything at John Kiley and he keeps coming up trumps. I suppose for our, for our teams, so I'll just, just run through them one last time, you have Nicky Quaid in goals, Sean Finn, Dan Morrissey, Dahi Burke in the full back line, you have... Uh, Daryl Burns, Ty DeBurka, Kyle Hayes is the wing-back line in midfield. We couldn't settle. You win for Tony Kelly and Keane Lynch. I win Keane Lynch and William Donoghue. Donoghue and Lynch are the only differences in our teams. Or Donoghue and Kelly, you have in midfield. Uh, Half-forward line was the most unanimous of a line you'll ever want to come across. Hegarty, TJ Reid and Tom Morrissey. And full-forward line, we both had Stephen Bennett, Aaron Galan. I had Tony Kelly in there. You had Connor Whelan. 14 on 15 isn't too bad, Matt. I suppose we're looking to go on to the individual awards just for a, a minute. Um, Young Hurler of the Year, I'm unsure if the award will be given out. There, I don't know what the criteria is, but if 23 is the criteria, or well, I suppose Kyle Hayes is only 22, I think. It has to be Kyle Hayes if he's still underage, which I'm unsure if he is or not. Yeah, well, if he's underage, it has to be Kyle Hayes. Um, I, I don't know, um, as I say, I don't know what the age cutoff is like yourself and um, I'm not sure of, of who the other who the other contenders might be, and um, were he to get it, would it would he become the first player to get um, the young hurler gear for a second time? No, uh, Owen Kelly, I think was it. Got it twice, did he? Was it thousand and thousand one? He got it twice in a row as well, so he has yeah. that in the bag. But Owen Kelly's the only other player to to win it twice. But you imagine uh, you know, that, that that would be um, that that would be one for for um, for for Kyle Hayes, but. Are the other contenders? Yeah, it, with the age criteria, I, I'm unsure. Kyle is 98. Uh, he won between three till this year. I, I don't think his birthday is until the middle of the year. Um, I, I don't really know really who else falls falls into this. Um, Callum Lyons is 97, so again he's a year older. Yeah. Um, I I can't see past Kyle Hayes. There was no. I suppose it wasn't. Mark Coleman. Mark Coleman is 90. Seven as well, I think. I think he's a year older, and I I think if it comes down to it, look, Kyle is the youngest player by a distance on that All Star team. If it comes down to it, he is the young harder of the year, and 
and no one could begrudge him of a second one. And he was nominated last year as well. And if Limerick had got over Kilkenny and Adrian Mullen was gone from that final and Kyle was in the final, there's nothing to say that he wouldn't have won three in a row, which would have been no. incredible. Could but, have uh, been incredible, absolutely. Kyle Hayes absolutely. is our young herder dear anyway. Um, and an all-star, I suppose, in 2018, he didn't have that all-star to go with it. He just said he's in Herder of the Year. He'll be happy with that. And then Herder of the Year, how many candidates did you come up with for Herder of the Year? I, 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 I narrowed it down to, to three. Uh, who were your three, so? And, and surprisingly, they're, not surprisingly, they're all Emmerich players. Same as uh, myself. Uh, Grod Higgerty, Tom Odyssey and Sean Finn. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same thinking with you. And look, I don't want to, I don't want to read into your mind too much. I think Sean Finn will finish third in that list. But again, you can't help but talk about the Bruff man and how good he's been for a cornerback to be nominated for the year. It's definitely not, it's probably the least glamorous position on, on the pitch. But you'll, you'll have players. I, I know in soccer, uh, Jamie Carragher was given Gary Neville a hard time about becoming a full-back no one grows up but look at Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson in the soccer that everyone wants to be like them Sean Finn is kind of like that in the hurl and you, you'd love to be a cornerback like Sean Finn Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I, look I came down look it was a tight call between all three for different reasons and like it, it, it is very simplistic when you're, when, you're, when you're picking out a player of the match on anything um, to look at, 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 at scorers uh, or forwards and see what's after their name. Uh, you know, it, it gives a justification for a selection immediately, uh, a ready-made uh, justification. And very, very often we tend to overlook the contribution of defenders. And like the contribution of Sean Finn has been absolutely immense. Like we just cannot speak highly enough of it. Um, but, but having reflected at length on it, and um, you're right, it was, when it came down to it, it was a very, very close call between Garod Hegarty and Tom Morrissey. And I, I, I would, would go just marginally for Garod Hegarty. Yeah, I, I'd be inching towards Garod Hegarty. And I'm unsure if it's, if it's all the talk about Garod Hegarty as well would be having me leaning towards it. And as you said, it comes back to that scoring again, 20 points versus uh, Tom Morrissey's 17. He edges it there. Um, he's probably a bit but, better in the air, but Tom Morrissey's assists kind of go under the radar. They and, do, and 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 the one thing that I that the, the big one for Tom Morrissey for me, um, Tom Morrissey had a very very disappointing Munster final by Tom Morrissey's standards, and and he was called ashore, and the way he responded in the All Ireland semi final and final was simply incredible. Yeah. Was it 12 points he got between the two games? All but one from a free? Uh, he got six and f- 11 he got in the, and one yeah. in the free. But you have to consider in the, in the semi-final against Galway, he got the first two and he got three out of the last four. He did. When, when the game was in the... Like Limerick were down 7-2 like, and there were two Morrissey points. That speaks, the, 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 that speaks absolutely volumes for the character of the man like that, that he's Tom Morrissey like. Yeah. And uh, did, did we need him to do this? We didn't. We saw, uh, to, 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 to convince us about it, we saw what he did against Kilkenny in the All-Ireland quarterfinal in 2018 when we fell behind to the Richie Hogan goal. 
it was it was it was Tom Morrissey that dragged the dragged the dragged us by the scruff or dragged the game by the scruff of the neck at at, at that particular. It, it 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 gives you a sense of the character he that, that Tom Morrissey is. Now Tom will be getting they'll both be getting hopefully if their first all stars. Tom was unlucky in 2018 not to get an all star, and and. Um, he certainly wouldn't be getting an all-star, but it's a very, very close call between them. I, I'm going for Gerard Hegarty, but only just. Yeah, <coughs> again, I'll lean towards Gerard Hegarty. We'll, we'll talk about Hegarty in a minute because I, I assume we haven't really talked that much about him. It's been more about Tom Morrissey. But I remember in Tom, you, you mentioned there the 2018 quarterfinal against Kilkenny. And on the way up to Crow Park for the semi-final against Cork, um, I was just chatting to one of the lads. And, and I said, my hurry of the year so far is Tom Morrissey. And they thought I was mad. And I suppose he was quite enough in that semi-final. And, Outside of the goal against Galway, he wasn't, well, he, I suppose for an average player, he was excellent. But for Tom Morris Sanders, he was quite enough. But he will, and I think he was unlucky that Limerick system probably cost himself and Hegarty an All-Star in 2018 because on the merit of their play, they were All-Stars. I suppose they're just, what they, what they do is unseen because of the Limerick system. But this year, they'll both be rewarded and Tom Morris deserves a hurler of the year. But he's wing forward, a partner will get it. And, and for a junior hurler, well, I suppose he wasn't junior this year, but Gerard Hegarty was a junior hurler this year to get hurler of the year. It just, it's an inspiration to all, really. And it's, it's an inspiration to all, and, and it, 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 it's an inspiration, you know, to fellas in every, in every club around the country. But it, 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 it's all, also a testimony to, um, to um, John Kiley and Paul Kinnock and their, and their backroom team. Like that, that they're that they're prepared to scour the county, um, for the best of the talent, and like they don't care what level you're playing at club level, if you can do a job at inter county level, you're in. Because like there has been a suspicion over the years that if you're not playing at the top level, at the club, <coughs> within the club and uh, seen in your county, like that, that your chances of of playing for the for the county team are, are, are drastically lessened. But um, um, it, it you know it would be phenomenal. Um, Pats, of course, were were unlucky to be to, to be relegated. And, and full credit to to to, to, to Gerard Hegarty. He, he he has he has stuck with with Saint Pats. I I have no doubt that there'd be other clubs um lo- looking looking in in his direction. But but he has stuck with his club and he's he's one club man and um. You know, it 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 could be a great honour for Gerard Hegarty if if he is named hurler of the year, and indeed a great hurl, a great honour for Saint Pat's, and um, I I think um, very few people will 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 um, begrudge it to Saint Pat's uh, and to Gerard because Saint Pat's on a daily basis have to defy the odds, um, you know, um, to keep promoting Gaelic games and. In, in that part of Limerick City, and and they have done so steadfastly um, against the avalanche of rugby that was there, um, you know, um, down through the years. And 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 full credit to one of the old clubs of Limerick, one of the great clubs of Limerick. And um, like you know, what a fitting um, um, reward or what a fitting finale to 2020 if one of their number was named Hollow of the Year. Yeah, and and he's a credit credit to his club, uh, a credit to Limerick, and we're very lucky to have him, and very lucky to have this this current crop as a whole. Absolutely, um, and to credit himself and to his family, and 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 um, you know, I, 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 um, Gerard is 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 one of those 
he's he's a role model. There's 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 no doubt at all about that. Um, in in everything he does on the field and off the field. Thoroughly deserved Claude Hegarty hurler the year for 2020. Um, before we go, Matt, there's there's no way I, I can budge you to get William Dunham into your team. <laughs> and Roman is not for changing. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. I suppose it'll be he's in my team. I suppose we we please I, God. I would I would love to have William Dunham, and I hope that I am wrong that William Dunham is in the team. But what we're doing is we're crystal ball gazing as to what what might happen. Now we'll see. We'll see who. Uh, there's only going to be one position that me and you will be looking for to see who has the upper hand for 2021. But please, God, I know it's uncertain at the moment. We'll have uh, intercounty hurling around the corner soon enough. But un- until then, we'll we'll be back next week. And I suppose we'll probably do more like these. Uh, war. It'd be more looking back until we know when we can look forward. But uh, many thanks to you, Matt, for a very enjoyable podcast. You're welcome. Welcome, Jack. <laughs>